we got we got special guest Steve, right? <coughs> My man Steve here. Uh, do you want to be named or no? Sure. Sure. Uh, Kev? Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. 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 We have special guest Kevin tonight. Of course, I'm with CGV Pro here at uh, the Canadian Gun Vault headquarters. Right? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's it. That we already right get in trouble from the cheap seats. We invite these guys for one podcast, <laughs> and it begins already. He's trying to take over the show, Dave. We're not going to allow it. All right. No. No. Okay. Wait. Actually, truth be told, I did want to hear a story, and and you know what? There's a bit of you know news that's just come out recently. Steve, what what is it that's happened? So um, I was reading it on, I think it was Google News. I can't remember, but uh, I think it was two days ago. Mm-hmm. So in Calgary, a uh, lady was driving. The police were following her for quite a while, thought she was intoxicated. Yeah. Um, so they tried to pull her over like multiple times. She wouldn't pull over. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally got her to sort of pull off to the side of the road. Um, and then there was multiple units that pulled her over. And then... Um, so one sort of pulled in front of her, one was behind her. Okay. And uh, so the one that was in front of her, there was a female officer and a male officer. And the female officer was in between the like police cruiser and the car, and mm-hmm. the lady in the vehicle pinned her in between. Like so, she drove and like Ouch. pinned her in between. Yeah. And then the male officer shot her and killed her, basically. No shit. You know that. Yeah, I, I did. I did read the same article, but I, I think I read uh, the the light version. You gave me a lot yeah, yeah. of more details yeah, yeah. Uh, than I had heard up until now. From a policing perspective, uh, you know, if she's intoxicated, you know, tis the season. Some people are still stupid and they're out there, Ooh, yeah. you know, driving uh, completely blitzed. You know, as a police officer, I saw it for twenty years. Uh, it never, it never stopped fascinating me how people could drive, you know, uh, and operate or attempt to operate heavy machinery under the influence of alcohol, and uh, she clearly was exhibiting some of those signs and to have her pin a police officer as they try and execute a traffic stop is like oh no you know uh what you know what you got to know is uh, from a policing perspective the um the desire to try and pin somebody it means things have gotten really out of hand and if they tried stopping her several times i think there was some talk of her blowing red lights and she went through like three stop signs before she got on the highway or something like that and then she she blew some kind of red light i believe too yeah you know definitely a danger to the public yeah and and once and once it becomes you know um you know more than a a small problem for the public safety uh they discontinue pursuits like right away pull over really fast you know the the idea is is you're going to stop the gp is going to show you stopped and you're not going to continue on with this dangerous situation so for them to attempt to pin her after they've clearly called off the pursuit on several occasions uh means that you know just leaving her out there is probably she's a danger to herself and the public so they, they must have been pretty desperate or they saw uh, you know a, an opportunity and to have that girl get caught between cars i mean that could be that could end horribly well it's like that's definitely assault with a a deadly weapon, oh, yeah, which is a vehicle. Uh, vehicular assault, you know, you got vehicular assault. Yeah, but it all becomes part of, you know, like it, if you, depending on the level of intent, uh, if you can prove that, you know, somebody was really trying, it, it, it could be considered a manslaughter if you can sure. make the argument yeah, yeah. that, you know, it was an accident. And, uh, you know, uh, depending on the evidence, I imagine there'd be somebody willing to go with, a, you know, a second degree murder charge, you know, like you drove right at them. Right. I, I read something about, like, the, so the male officer, you know, instructed her to, you know, stop what she was doing, yeah. take, you know, put the car in park, you know, yeah. take your hand off the wheel, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't comply. So then that's when he, 
Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, everything's just fine if you comply. Yeah. If you comply, everything will be all right. Yeah. You know, for all the people out there that aren't used to be doing what they're told, <laughs> uh, I can tell you that if you're trying to kill a police officer with a car, uh, you know, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah, right? You it's know, not advisable. Say, you know, yeah, you know what? I'm, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come over to Kev for a second. You know, Kev, right, what are your thoughts on the subject? As a member of the public and somebody that's, you know. Somebody that lives in Calgary. You, you live in Calgary? <laughs> oh, okay, so you're from Calgary. Yeah, so I live in Calgary right now, and right. I'm actually a lawyer as well. So. Cool. Cool, excellent, excellent. You want to uh, yeah, give it. yourself a plug? Uh, yeah, hey, I don't mind. I don't, you know what? It, in today's day and age, it seems to me like police officers get a raw deal. Uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier before we started up the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you've got video cameras rolling mm-hmm. on every police public interaction these days. Mm-hmm. Police are just under a microscope at all times, oh, getting yeah. scrutinized yep. to death. Um, and, and personally, you know, I, I want to side with the police officer 99 times out of 100. So not having read the story, just mm-hmm. uh, hearing what I'm hearing right now, it sounds like they did everything right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, well, t- from from where I'm sitting, you know, unless you're there, you can't, you don't know, right? And I can tell you that uh, I, I always like you. I want to believe that the police are always going to be honest, uh, that they're going to maintain a standard of integrity by which others others will be judged, and that they'll be uh, well behaved enough that they're going to give the truth about what happened there. And of course, you know, if somebody's trying to kill them with a car, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the police are in no rush to take lives. I can tell you that much. I've yep. worked with a lot of police officers, and uh, there's there's a large group of fantastic people that only care about helping others. Um, you know, it, it's nice and refreshing to hear a, a supportive stance coming from you. Um, you know, especially being a lawyer, which I'm not going to hold against you. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, what? like for the people that know me, I dislike lawyers and I'll tell you why my brother became a lawyer. Right. And he even used to call them oh, liars. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're operating at a, a terrible deficit here already, but you know what though? I, I value. Got to, I got to make up some ground. I, no, no. I, 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 I want you to know though. I value your opinion. So tell me what you think about this thing. Like, I mean, you know, like you, you've, you've said now that you think that it sounds like the officers have done everything right. You know, there's, there seems to be a knee-jerk reaction for the public that, um, you know, suddenly when something goes wrong, that it must be the police's fault. And, and that's something that in police culture uh, became very evident, you know, that there was uh, always... What's that? Oh, is Justin there? Oh, God. It's a, this is becoming a party now. Okay. Uh, back, well, let's head back to the subject. Uh, as a member of the public, you know, um, your, what's, what are your views of the police? Like, I mean, how, what do you think of the police? You know, as a lawyer, I'm going to take what you say with a grain of salt. But what do you think of the police? <laughs> um, you know, every interaction I've had with the police has been good. I've never known any, let's say, crooked cops or bad cops or anything mm-hmm. like that. So... The whole motto to serve and protect has always been what I've seen from the police. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not, not to brown nose, but no. uh, I mean, I've got a pretty positive view of the police overall. Cool. Uh, now, growing, now, growing up, did you have, like, uh, exposures to them at a young age? Like, I mean... Not a whole lot, no. no? Traffic stops, ride checks, okay. things like that. Okay, so, so, like, there was no police officer in your school or something like that. I mean, that, that was a thing back in the 70s. They brought that back now. Um, you know, uh, they, they want to see youth officers, uh, you know, in, in school liaisons. And, yeah, and so, I guess we had a commissionaire in our school. Yeah, okay. So I don't I don't know if he was a full police officer or just uh, working for a security company. But okay. All right. That's and, what and, we and, had. And so, okay. So, so your exposures have just been basically, you know, things like traffic stops and uh, maybe the odd interaction uh, in public. Have you ever bumped into a police officer in public? 
Yeah, you know, back in my early 20s, let's say. Yeah. Drinking okay, at university. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. And, I mean, um, watching watching the police operate, did you ever did you ever feel unsafe being around them? No. So no, you, I'd say no. No? Okay, all right. And, 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 and police obviously carry guns. Yep. Okay, oh, you know what? And we're going to bust into... Uh, the second subject I wanted to discuss <laughs> with you, uh, your thoughts on guns. You know, like, what, what are your thoughts on guns? You know what? As long as the owner is responsible, okay. guns are totally fine. My girlfriend comes from a small town in Manitoba. Okay. And her family, she grew up shooting. She grew up around guns. She introduced me to guns a few years back when we started dating. So, oh, okay, cool. Uh, same thing. It's been just nothing but positive experiences. Yeah. And you all, you hear the stories, obviously, of the shootings that happen, particularly down in the States. But yeah. oh, uh, yeah. uh, that type of thing, I think, is a little more rare in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll stop you there for a second. Uh, you know, there's a large difference between uh, what goes on in the United States and what goes on up here in Canada. And uh, there's a lot of people in the U.S. that would argue that our laws are ridiculously strict. And, and they are. And, and they are with good reason. And I, I truly believe in regulation. So I can tell you that uh, there's already a number of um, regulatory bodies in place. And uh, certainly the RCMP oversee everything. And there's quite a few people that have invested a lot of time you know, in uh, giving some thought to what, you know, brings safety to the public. So they're, they're tightly regulated items here in Canada, unlike in the U.S. where, uh, you know, I don't want to laugh and say if you have a driver's license and a smile, you know, you can get yourself a gun in Texas. But the truth is, is it's a little different down there. <laughs> Probably not too far from, yeah, the, from, you know, from the truth. Our, our gun laws uh, up here are very much like their machine gun laws down there. And I use that term, you know, there's, a, there's what's called class three licensing where people can own fully automatic machine guns, like things like Tommy guns and... Mm-hmm things like that, collectors. And uh, they register these things legally, and they have had to since 1934. And I don't believe there's ever been one legal one ever used in a crime. And so what I can tell you is, is there's uh, there's going to be a, a large uh, deviation between what goes on in the U.S. and what goes on here. So the reason why you don't hear about much crime here is there's already a, a you know a serious set of laws in place. Yeah. And, and you've the been restrictions, exposed to, yeah. Yeah, and, and you've been exposed to, you know, shooting at, uh, his sister was it? Is it? No. Girlfriend. Girlfriend, sorry, from Manitoba. Okay, bump, bumpy province. Drove through there on the Trans-Canada <laughs> Highway. It was like being in a 10-cent milkshake machine. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's fair to judge an entire province based on one, you know, based stretch of highway. highway. But you know what? It was a pretty bumpy place. Uh, I'm looking forward to maybe visiting, <laughs> you know, some of the nicer uh, areas of Manitoba in the future. I'm gonna travel out west again. Yeah, and get out get to a Jets game. Go yeah. Winnipeg. Well, you know what? Calgary. All right. Uh, beautiful, like Alberta in general. Like oh, I just beautiful province. What what a drive! Like I mean, if you're from there, and I mean, you get to see it every day, so you must get used to it. Uh, when I came back, I tried to describe it to Dave. It's like every morning you get up and you look, and it's like the fields are alive with the sound of music. Like it's 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 like you, yeah. I felt like I was in Switzerland when I looked out the window. Of the oh car. yeah, you got the snow-capped mountains. Yeah. Even if you're in Calgary, you can see the mountains, even though they're 45 minutes to an hour away. They're yeah. Just, they're on the horizon. It's beautiful. It's 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 amazing. At one point, we were so high up that it took us like four hours to drive down, like the other side of like a mountain. It was, it was, cra- it was crazy, and but but incredibly beautiful. And and I got to tell you, I drove cross country and I, I saw a lot. Um, you know, Calgary was a you know really cool town, and uh, Alberta in general is this beautiful province. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Lots to do there. Uh, you know, uh, Canmore. 
Uh, we stopped, we oh, stopped by Canmore. Beautiful town. You know what? Canmore is uh, so heritage-like, uh, but I spend all my time looking for Mike. Right? There's a guy there. <laughs> and if you haven't heard. That's, oh yeah, my dad loves loves using that joke. Yeah? Oh, you're going to Canmore this weekend. Say hi to Mike. Say hi to Mike. Mike yeah, from Mike, Canmore. Right? If people don't know, Mike, Mike from Canmore has the largest collection of firearms in the country. <laughs> right? Collected from boating accidents and from great sales. Yeah, I right? think he had a chicken cannon too. Yep. <laughs> You know, there, there isn't much that Mike from Canmore doesn't have, right? <laughs> so I got I got two questions for you yeah, just to flip yeah. it back on yeah, you. Yeah, sure, sure. And it kind of ties back to your experience as a police officer okay. and in right. the story that we kind of touched on a minute ago. Okay. So the first question is uh, ride checks. How effective are they from what you've seen? Oh, well, you know... You, you try and select locations. Like, I mean, there's a lot of thought that's put into it. You try and select locations. First of all, you don't run ride lanes, you know, um, only on, you know, um, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. You want to run them like days before and expose. Oops. Hold on one sec. Everybody okay? We have, we have things arriving. Uh, you know what? This is where I look at the timer and I determine whether or not we're going to have to make a Snip. 13? Yeah. All right, 13.30, and we have people crashing through the door with appliances of some kind. Uh, never a dull moment here at the uh, Canadian Gun Vault headquarters. Okay, uh, back to ride lane checks. Ride checks. Ride checks. Uh, so, so right from the very beginning, you're selecting locations where cars are going to be, you know, coming around blind corners and unable to turn off at the last second. And, you know, to... You know, uh, stop people and speak to people, you know, and, and, and engage in investigative techniques to determine whether or not this person may have been drinking and to formulate the grounds to make a demand, right, for mm-hmm. a breast sample, which is a serious matter, uh, you know, like to, to tell someone they must, you know, do this uh, yeah. as a and, police officer is pretty and serious. refusing a breath sample. Yeah is also a crime. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand, and I think that it's really something that, uh, you know, uh, if people understood this, you, you know, if, if an officer formulates the grounds to place you under arrest for impairment by alcohol, and, oh my God, we have, we have visitors. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, we have a duckshund. Right, we we have a hot dog in the house. Nice. Oh, wiener dog joining the right? podcast. Uh, you know what? Uh, the 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 <laughs> we've lost complete control of this podcast, oh, but I love it. Sorry, <laughs> I love it. We've got like you know, don't know. No, you got to hear the commentary. The commentary is like blow by blow. We've got we got small dogs. I'm waiting. Where's the parrot? Dog. Where's the parrot? Yeah, where's your parrot, Dave? Right? There's a parrot. You know what? Okay. So so back back to Riley's to um to to make the demand from somebody uh, to refuse a sample. You know, these are these are all very serious things. I don't think people understand that if an officer formulates the grounds to place you under arrest or demand a sample, and you don't provide one, you get arrested for that. And mm-hmm. you know, refusal is tantamount to like a guilty plea. You know, you get into a court and you just refuse to provide a sample of your breath. It, it turns on you at some point. You, you don't get away with it just because sure. you didn't give a sample. Is, and the, I mean, is the sentence pretty similar if you? blow above the limit versus if you just refuse the sample. Yeah, you know what? I think they're one and the same. Uh, I think I think because of the implication of not providing that sample under under you know lawful demand, you basically have said I'm not going to give you one because I know it'll come up this way, and mm-hmm. so people are just refusing to do it uh, at times. And uh, certainly this you know with the new marijuana laws, 
you know, it's it's going to be interesting because I can tell you that impairment by drug is another matter altogether and it has a completely different set, uh, you know, of evidence that you have to kind of provide and there's training yep. involved. And I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's already difficult enough to convict someone of impairment by alcohol and operating a motor vehicle as it is. Yeah, I mean, you've got the breathalyzer for that. You look at impairment by even lack of sleep. Uh, you don't have the, yeah. the breathalyzer to measure yeah. that, to quantify you, that. You know what? Yeah. You, well, you know what? Certainly they've identified alcohol as an issue, and it is something that can be addressed, you know, uh, with a simple test. And the idea that, uh, you know, you would spend, uh, you know, a few moments on the side of the road to prove that you're, you know, able to drive safely, uh, you know, it, sh it doesn't seem like much. Uh, but the, the idea, though, that... that you would be in a position to have to give up that sample. That's that's kind of where it gets uh, a little more serious. But at the end of the day, ultimately, um, you know, the the punishments are one and the same. And you know, to, as a police officer, nothing was more disheartening than seeing a good person just make some bad bad you know judgments. Uh, you know, perhaps after. Uh, you know, a few drinks at the party. Uh, we always worried about New Year's Eve. You know, you'd see a lot more activity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and back to your original question, are they effective? Absolutely. I want to believe they are because they remind the public that we're out there and that we could stop them, uh, you know, that they should drink responsibly. Use taxi cabs, Ubers, you know, <laughs> um, you know, is the newest thing. I went mm -hmm. on my first ride in an Uber. Have you ever been in an Uber before? Oh, it's great. Okay. I, dude, I've only done it once in my life. I must be a dinosaur, folks, because you know what? <laughs> it felt like a taxi cab ride. I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking little, at... You know, it's exactly like a taxi car, yeah. cab, but you don't have to do the, the, you don't have to pay at the end of the ride. Your app just pays for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I didn't realize that my friend had paid, you know, using his cell phone and I, like, again, you know, feeling like I'd been around since they invented the wheel. I, you know, I was like, wow. Okay. So like, you know, do I tip you? Like, how does this all work? Oh, it's all on the app. It's, it's all built in. It's crazy. It's crazy. Your generation, I'm assuming you're under the age of, you know, 35. Yeah. Okay. Um, your generation kind of fascinates me. I, like, I mean, I, I look at you guys. You're so tech savvy. I, I was around just when the internet was being introduced to the public. <laughs> back when you weren't supposed to meet strangers on the internet. Yeah, it was different back then. Yeah. You know, uh, to have to have a you know a poster of a girl in a bikini could take you know 20 minutes to download when it started. Oh yeah. Uh, you used to buy it in blocks. Internet time. You know, it's twenty dollars <laughs> an hour. I think it was. Yeah, you, I can't you just imagine. You gotta hope by the time it loads the bottom half of the picture. You got she, enough. She have with. certain parts that yeah uh, you know you've got enough to work with yeah i remember that it, it, it was the dark ages of the internet that it certainly has been a game changer uh it has for us you know uh you know for me personally i, I can tell you the internet um it, it just binds people it allows you know people from calgary to speak to people here you know in ontario mm -hmm. instantly yep. and to get news instantly uh you know i'd be curious to know like and this is you tell me to go screw myself if you like how do you lean politically uh Depends on the issue. Okay, is the short answer. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, financially conservative. Okay. Uh, and then the rest of the issues is mixed bag. Okay. That, and you know what? I dig that because I, I kind of half jokingly tell people I'm a liberal at heart, and uh, you know I'm ultra conservative. I think in people's minds, but the truth is, is I'm fiscally conservative, but I have liberal liberal attitudes towards most things. Yeah. It depends on the issue, right? Yes. Yes. And I mean, there's. There's a lot of them. Like, I, you know, I would ask you this, and I'm just going to get a little political for a second. What do you think about the Justin Trudeau government? Like, I mean, just let it, let it all out there for a second. Like, I mean, what, what do you, what's, what's your initial thought when I bring that up? Don't even know. You know what? I've been head in the sand for the yeah. past couple of years, to be yeah. completely honest. Okay. 
Um, most like most of the things I see are provincial. So yeah. Trudeau is kind of unrelated. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you, Rachel Notley, not a huge fan. Not okay. Yeah. You know what? Like, what's going on? What's going on out there in Alberta? How, how are you thinking things are going to go? Come next election season. Have you Have you heard much? Have you like been involved at all politically? I just like I, asking. Yeah, I think we'll see a change. Okay. I don't, I don't think we'll see Notley in there anymore. Oh, good. And it doesn't have to. <laughs> it doesn't have that oil crashed uh, a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. You know what? I, I understand that Alberta is going through a number of challenges. Uh, and when I say that, I, I know that some of those challenges were brought on by this uh, this government. And uh, there's a lot going on right now, and I can't find myself, I can't find myself, uh, you know, the time to go out there and uh, really speak with the people again. But uh, I am planning on getting out there at some point. So what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, like, do you have friends out there by any chance? Like, you know, or you live out there? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at some point, I'm going to come out and visit you. I'm going to grab right. Dave, and we're going to head out. And you know what? Uh, if you can find a place for us to, you know, light up a range, I'd really appreciate it. I'll give oh, you plenty absolutely. of notice. If you do that for me, I would be thrilled. And uh, you know, I. I gotta thank you for being on the show, Kevin. All right, it's been just a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, you too, Mark. Thank All you. right, thanks for listening, folks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. All right, and as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight, stay safe.